Welcome back to Twigs on the Rocks. I'm Leo Blotner, this is Abe Lovich, and in this episode, we will be recapping the NHL from March 30th to April 5th by going over the new stat standings, our biggest winner and loser of the week, team of the week, question of the week, and more. Abe, do you want to get us started with the news? Yeah, let's jump right into it. I'm going to get us started. I'm going to get us started with some injuries. So Matt Calvert is out week to week after a few hiccups with his injury recovery, but hopefully he will get better soon. Also, Brandon Tanev is out week to week with an upper body injury. And Nashville's Alexandre Carrier is out three to five weeks. Um, well, first, I'd just like to say these are the only three like bigger injuries. So definitely good on the injury part. Um, I would like to say Brandon Tanev. Um, it is a little bit of karma that he got hurt considering he was talking all that trash to Carson Kuhlman. And, uh, yeah, the Bruins ended up winning the next game, then he got hurt. Uh, yeah, Matt Calvert, it's a, it's a little – it's unfortunate for him, you know, recovering from the injury and just got a little setback in Carrier. Because, yeah, three to five weeks, unfortunate for them. Luckily, no big season-ending injuries, just a couple weeks. Yeah, it's the first week in a while where there's been no major injuries. Yeah, it's always good news. But in some worse news, really just for the Canucks, um, more than twenty for more than twenty of their players and coaches have COVID, and that might mean that they might not be able to finish their full season, considering the fact that their last game played was March twenty fourth, and they won't be able to play for a while. And when they do get back to playing, they'll all be like, they'll be um fatigued, right? Because when a lot of players come back, they're always fatigued and they can't really you know, recover as quickly just because, I don't know, just the effects of COVID. So, yeah, obviously a huge, huge uh, roadblock for the Canucks. Yeah, I think we can see them falling out of any playoff spot after this. But in some trade news, there's a trade between the Chicago Blackhawks and the Florida Panthers where Chicago gets Vinny Henestrosa and Florida gets Brad Morrison. It's a good trade. Like, I think it's both teams really got what they needed here. Yeah, it's just small trade, but good for both teams, in my opinion. Yeah. And some other news, Roberto Luongo, named GM of Canada's IIHF World Championship team. So good for him. And in some sad or more sad news, oh, sorry, I guess technically there's one more injury. Joe Thornton's retiring after his recent rib injury, but I mean, I guess you could say this is the worst one because this is the one that really took him out of the NHL. He was in his early 40s. And a rib injury when you're that old, uh, it's not great. And I guess since the NHL, you really have to be in it mentally and it's really hard to recover from an injury and then go right back into it. So yeah, big loss there for the Leafs. Yeah, definitely at that age, any injury is a season. It can be a season or career ending injury. So well, good luck to Joe in retirement. He's, He's off to go do other things. And also in some, some more financial route, news Thatcher Demko re-signs for a five mil five I think is is it five mil per year or five, mil, five per mil per year for five years right so it's five mil for five years so he's making bank after his amazing performance week after week in Vancouver but after now they got COVID so yeah especially in the playoffs yeah. last year too so I guess I mean they're really gonna have to lean on him and as we said before when Bennington re-signed it's not always the best idea to sign goalies to big contracts in the middle of the season. Why? Because, right, a lot of their uh, motivation is, I got to get this next big contract. And when they lose a big part of that motivation, 
you never know. And especially goalies, in my opinion, the most important position on the ice because, right, if they have a bad game, well, your team loses. But if they have a great game, you can steal a game. It's a lot harder for a player to do that. And that's why goalie is the most important position, in my opinion. And that's why I really, really, really disagree with giving goalies big extensions in the middle of the season. Yeah, definitely a good point. And you were very right about Bennington because after you said that a couple episodes ago, he started to win on a slump and so did the Blues. But I think I think he definitely deserves the money, but I would have waited. Yeah, at least to the end of the season. Yeah, well, and another extension, Mason Marchment signed a one-year extension with the Panthers worth $800,000. So good for him. He's just securing a bit more money. I think nothing bad there. Nice little extension, low risk, low reward for the Panthers too. So, yeah, good for them. All right, so we're going to move on to our goals, our goal leaders. So first place, no surprise again, we got Austin Matthews with 25. Next up, we got McDavid with 22. In third place, we got Miko Rantanen with 21. And a lot of players tied in fourth with 19. We got Leon Dreisaitl, Alex Debrinkit, Alex Ovechkin, Tyler Defoley. So a lot of big names here. I think the most surprising one is to bring it, but of course we see Matthews, McDavid, Ranson, and Drysado up here again. Yeah, I think a large contributor to Alex Dabrinkit being on the list is how Patrick Kane and how he's been playing on the ice. And speaking of Kane, um, let's move on to our assist categories. Connor McDavid is leading now with 42, then Leon Drysado with 37. Patrick Kane is has 36 assists this season in third place, and then Mitch Marner is 34, and Anze Kopitar with 31. All those guys have been up here for a while. They've all been playing great and having amazing seasons. But there, were, I believe there was a question about the Hart Trophy asked at Patrick Kane, and he responded that Connor McDavid is the forerunner and he should get it without a question because of the amazing season he's been having. So I think in regards to the Hart Trophy, I think Patrick Kane is saying it, sh- it should go to McDavid. Yeah, I mean, obviously Kane isn't – I mean, no, like Kane's the kind of person, he's like a nice person. He's like, yeah, McDavid's phenomenal. But I mean, deep down, Kane knows that he's also really trying to win this trophy. And if he won it, I can guarantee you Patrick Kane would not be upset. He might be like, eh, like, you know, McDavid playing phenomenally. But I mean, this is for the most valuable player, not for the player that puts up the most points, right? And in my opinion, Patrick Kane has been more valuable to his team than Connor McDavid. Why? Because he's pretty much single-handedly carrying them to the playoffs. Well, if they make the playoffs. Well, if they make the playoffs, because they're just under playoff spot right now, but they're getting into it later. But I think in regards to the hard trophy, you are right. It's not just about the points, but McDavid has been great. And I think I would still pick him for the hard, as I said, a couple episodes ago. I'm not saying McDavid's bad. Like, obviously, he's the best player in the well, world. I'm saying, the, yeah. he, I'm not saying what Kane's saying, like, oh, he's by far the best. Like, no, I just think it's not true for this season. That's true. I Like, these are like the top guys in the league. It's impossible to say that any of these guys on these lists are bad. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move on to the points, which is goals and assists combined. So in first place, McDavid uh, with 64. That is eight more than Dreisaitl, who's his teammate in second place with 56. Then we got Kane in third with 49. Fourth, we got Mitch Martyr with 47. And then tied for fifth, we got Matthews and Shifley with 44. Um, again, we've seen these names in the goals and assists, obviously, because it's a combination of them. But also we've seen Mitch Martyr. So, yeah, I mean, he was in the assists, but... You know, we've seen put up a nice 13 goals. I like yeah. it. I like it. Good for him. Yeah, and on to another point about McDavid. I think he's at like, 
I think McDavid is uh, – because he scored 64 points in 38 games Edmonton has played. That's ridiculous. I think that's like around 1.6 points per game. That's all, that's just so many. It's record setting. But let's move on to our save percentage. Minimum 10 games, unblocked shots. A little bit of advanced stat thanks to Money Puck. Um, in first place, well, actually a tie for first place between Philip Grubauer, Andre Vasilevsky, and Cam Talbot is at 0.962%. And then in tied for second place is Chris, well, not tied. He's alone. He's only one not tied on this list for a place is Chris Drager of the Florida Panthers with 0.96 save percent. And then Capo Kakonen, Marc-Andre Florian, Igor Shosturkin all have a 959 on the save percentage. These guys are, all these guys are playing phenomenally, especially Philip Grubauer, Vasilevsky, Marc-Andre Fleury, Chris Drager, they're all none of these guys belong to like a bad team because of them. Like what you were saying earlier, Leo, about the goalie position and how crucial it is to the game. These guys are all making it happen, especially when you have guys like Grubauer and Vasilevsky who are leading in save percent and on block shots. And they all and they've played 31 or 29 games respectively each. Yeah, I mean, some names we expect to see up here, Vassy, Mark Andre Fleury. But if at the beginning of the season you told me Capo Kakning, Cam Talbot, uh, the wild tandem up there, uh, I would not believe you. But they are, and that's why that's a big. They are a big reason on why the wild are playing pretty well. Not so much recently, but you know, pr- pretty well yeah. overall. All right, so we're gonna move on to the standings. We'll start with the Central Division in first place. We got Florida with fifty six. Second place, we got Tampa with fifty four. Third place, we got Carolina with fifty three. Fourth, we got Nashville forty one. See a big gap between three and four. Fifth place, we got Chicago with 39, um, right outside the playoffs. Sixth, we got Dallas with 36. Seventh, we got Columbus with 36. And eighth, we got Detroit with 31. Um, before, I mean, I think the top three are locked. You know, uh, whatever seeding they are, they're definitely locked to make the playoffs. The The fight here is for the four seed. And I still think Chicago can overcome Nashville because Nashville's been playing really well recently. But, I mean, eventually that'll run out. Chicago will play well. And I think they'll get the four seed. Yeah, and according to moneypuck.com, I believe it's Carolina, Florida, and Tampa who are the front three in this division. They're all a lock, basically above 99.9% going to make the playoffs. But then the question here is who will take the fullest spot, Nashville or Chicago, or maybe even Dallas? Leo, you said that you think that Chicago willed in by Kane is going to make it. Do you think that they have what it takes to beat out Nashville? Yeah, I think Nashville will slow down. Um, I think Chicago, Kane, he's seen it. He's He's been through this many, many times before. He can lead that relatively young group. They got Kirby Doc coming back, uh, or he just came back. So I got a lot of faith in Chicago. Although Dallas, I can see them sneaking in. They made it to the Stanley Cup Finals last year for a reason, and I still think they can make it um, to the playoffs at least this year. Yeah, I uh... Even though I'm, I would agree with you on Chicago, but I really don't feel as confident with them after they just went on a two-game losing streak. Even though it's only two games, I feel like when the race is this close, they gotta win every game like it, like their season depends on it. Yeah, very fair point. But yeah. uh, obviously, we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. Yes, we Next will. Up, we the, yeah, yeah. Let's, as you were saying, let's go into the Honda West Division. The Colorado Avalanche are leading with 54 points. And then the Las Vegas Golden Knights with 50, Minnesota Wild with 48, 
Then a big drop off seven points behind them is the Arizona Coyotes with 41, St. Louis Blues with 38, San Jose Sharks with 38 and sixth, LA Kings with 34, and the last place is the Anaheim Ducks in 29. So we got like Colorado, Vegas, and Minnesota leading the pack all within six points of each other. I think Colorado's clear favorite. They only have eight losses on the season, but Vegas and Minnesota are also playing very good. But the question here is that fourth spot again between there's a three point gap in, in between Arizona, St. Louis, and San Jose. Leo, what do you think? Um, I don't know. I think St. Louis, they're too good to miss the playoffs. Yes, they have been playing pretty poorly recently. However, I do think they'll pull it together, get into that four seed, but then get whooped by either Colorado and Vegas in the first round. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. But um, we know that Mike Hoffman is a likely trade target for many teams in the coming trade deadline, which I think the deadline is next week, right? Yeah, it's April 12th. Yeah, so that Easter. Yeah, so that is a week from today. And Mike Hoffman's been a target. So I think their season is going to depend on who they get, considering how close it is. Every little move matters at this point for these guys because there are well more than halfway through the season. So they're going to have to play like their season depends on it once again. Yeah. All right. Um, I, I, yeah, I could, I could see that. I, I don't think they'll trade Hoffman personally, unless they get a really, really good offer for him only because they're fighting for a playoff spot, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll cover that next week in our trade deadline episode coming up. Um, but right now we got, we're going to go over the mass mutual East division here. Big storyline. Uh, first, before we get into it, Buffalo, if you look at the standings, now has eight wins, which is two more than they had last week, which is great for them. They snapped their 18-game losing streak, so good for Buffalo. Um, They're still going to be dead last, so oh well, good moral victory for them. First place, though, we got Washington with 54. Second place, we got uh, the, the Islanders with 50. Fourth place, bit of a drop-off here, we got Boston with 43. And next up, we got Philly with 39. Sixth place, we got Rangers with 39. Seventh, we got New Jersey. And then eighth, Buffalo. But Buffalo, you know, they, they won a game. They won a game. Good for them. Actually, they won two. So, yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. I think they listened yeah, to our last episode. Good. I think they listened to our last episode where they yeah, just my, my. kept – it's okay. Well, they just kept hearing us say that Buffalo sucks over and over again. Maybe they don't suck, suck as much as we thought they did. But Buffalo still sucks. But uh, point on Boston, yes, it's coming from a pretty big Bruins fan, but they are four games behind Washington Islanders and Pittsburgh. So, like, there's a reason the gap is there because they've just played less games. So there's something there, at least for Boston's sake. Yeah, I still think Boston makes the playoffs. They have four games in hand against Pittsburgh. They're down by seven points. So I definitely think they can make comeback. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the only issue with Boston is if they play the Islanders in the first round, I think they'll get swept personally. But if they play any other team in this division, they'll win, besides New Jersey. But New Jersey not making the playoffs. I don't know why, but they cannot beat New Jersey for some reason. It's weird, but I think it was the Capitals who actually fully completed the first sweep of the league, regular season sweep, where they beat out New Jersey every time. So that's that's big for them. But if I had to pick a team to – Yeah, it's probably that. Yeah. If I had to pick a team that could beat Boston out of the playoffs, which I don't think will happen, but if I had to pick one, it would be the New York Rangers. They've been playing great so far in the past week, but I don't think their trend is going to keep going. Yeah, I don't know. Also, it's probably a record. uh, Most wins against one team in a season, 
with Washington because I don't – I mean, obviously for the past, like, I don't know, maybe when there were six teams they'd play each other eight times. I'm not entirely sure. But, yeah, I mean, at least for the past, like, 60 years or so, it's definitely a uh, – or 50 years. You know, it's, uh, it's probably a record for most wins against one team. Yeah, but, like, that's due to the – the misshapen COVID season with these divisions. But let's move on to our next division, the Scotia North division. The Toronto Maple Leafs are the forerunners with 53 points. Then the Edmonton Oilers with 47. Winnipeg Jets tied with them at 47 points. Then the Montreal Canadiens with 41. The Vancouver Canucks with 35. Tied with them is the Calgary Flames with 35. And then dead bottom of the heap is the Ottawa Senators with 30 points. Yeah, uh, Toronto, I think they'll run away with the division. Edmonton, Winnipeg, Montreal, I do think those will be the four playoff teams. However, okay, well, I mean, honestly, there's no competition. So we got Vancouver, they're out with COVID. Like, they might have to go based off point percentage, and their point percentage is not good right now. Next, you got Calgary, who's six points out of a playoff spot, but has five more games played than Montreal. So Montreal can they're, – they're six to 16 points ahead of them. Right now, six, but, like, they could be up to 16. And then Ottawa, it's Ottawa. They're not winning anything. Yeah, I fully agree with you there. There's not much of a story here. Yeah, I think it's definitely the easiest division to make the playoffs, not only because there are seven teams, but because three of these teams are not good. Well, two of them – well, one's not good, one has COVID, and then one's just like, eh. Yeah. Right, so now we're going to move on to our hot and cold team of the week. We'll start with a hot team. I'll go first. I'm going to go Florida. Even though it wasn't just the last week going over the past couple of weeks, they're 6-0 in their last six, even without Ekblads. Um, they're not blowing out their opponents. However – uh, I mean, they're still winning. They don't ask how, they just ask how many, right? They're 6-0, and no blowouts, good hard-fought wins. Even though, like, the opponents weren't great, Columbus, Detroit, and Dallas, hey, I mean, that's the best you can do, go 6-0. and That's true. Nothing's better than a win. That's the main goal of everyone on the ice. Uh, but for my pick, I'm going to go with the San Jose Sharks. Yes, they're at the bottom of their division, but they've been skyrocketing, even though everyone else is a few clouds ahead of them. So first, the Sharks toppled. The cruising Minnesota Wild, leading in shots on goal, face-off percentage, the power play goals, hits, takeaways, and more. And then most importantly, they won the game 4-2. to And then later against the Kings, Martin Jones collects the shutout, and the team scores one in each period to win 3 nothing. Then in the rematch against the Kings, they scored the lone goal in the third period, winning a very back-and-forth match to win 3-2. to None of these, like, aside from the 3-3, Nothing shut out win by Martin Jones and the Sharks. N- nothing was too much of a blowout. They were all like one or two goal games. But they were hard, hard fought, hard won. Like like the point you made on the pan- Thursday earlier, only thing that matters is wins. But they're going to need a whole lot of them to sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, San Jose, they're a sneaky team. We all thought they'd be really good a couple years ago. But then, they, Like after they got Carlson, but then they ended up flopping. But maybe, maybe they're on the comeback, you know? We'll, we'll see. I doubt it, but we'll see. You know, you never maybe. know. Maybe. Yeah. And for my cold team, uh, we're just going to move on here. I'm going to go Vancouver. Uh, they have not played since March 24th. COVID kind of screwed them. It's not their fault that they're the cold team of the week. It's just that they haven't played for a while. They won't play for a while. They might not get in all their games. And honestly, it'd probably be worse for them if they did get in all their games because they'd have to play, like, 20 games in, like, 25 days or something. Or, not yeah like error i guess in like maybe a month but 
it's going to be really difficult for them. The good news for them is that they have two great goalies, so they can just switch off. However, um, it's very difficult, no matter the team, to go into that, have a really tough ending to the season, and then even if they do make a playoffs, they'll be exhausted, and then I don't think they'll go very far. Yeah, it's hard to come back from that. But the good news about it is that they can't lose any games, so their point percentage can't get any worse. Yeah, well, the bad news play. about that for them is that if they do go off point percentage, it's pretty bad. <laughs> so they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, but um, with my cold team of the week, I'm going to go with the Columbus Blue Jackets. So back on April 1st, four days ago, uh, the Columbus squad, they just drop it. Except for Zach Wensky, he scores a goal and an assist in the game. And they just dr- drop a comeback to Tampa Bay, and they lose 3-2. to two. And then when they stay over their, their uh, trip to Florida against the Panthers, they get scored on three times in the second period. And then they only s- and they only score two points, two in the first. And then they lose 5-2 to two to Florida, which credit Tampa Bay and Florida are both great teams. But... You're playing the teams you're going in for competing for a playoff spot and that you're going to play in the playoffs. So these are must-win games, no matter how good the teams are, because I think the Detroit Red Wings just beat Tampa Bay last night 5-1, to so that's insane. But back to Columbus. Then in the rematch against Florida, Chris Drager shuts them down, and they fall to a loss of 3-0. They just fell to a great goalie on a great day. Sucks for them. Yeah, um, obviously – unfortunate for them but yeah that's that's why they were cold you know yep. sometimes you get lucky sometimes you don't so right now we're gonna move on to our lineup of the week so for my forwards I got Marshan Barzell and McKinnon start with Marshan he got five goals two assists three games played including a hat trick Matt Barzell three goals three assists and two games played plus uh you know you did you see the highlight of him like going through that whole team it was I, phenomenal if you have I, not seen it like, it was insane I love that highlight he basically just he got the puck in his own end of the ice behind his goalie. He takes it. He beats out two defenders who go for the puck, and then he goes around. It's a one on three. He goes. He beats all three defenders and scores the goal. It was insane. It's just like this guy single handedly just took down an entire squad on the ice. Yeah, it was just yeah. insane. And then for my other forward, you know, McKinnon, three goals, two assists, three games played. Really, really that whole top line for them just playing really well. But if I had to pick one, I'd pick McKinnon. Yeah, they've all been pretty even. I have to say my lineup of the week has been extremely similar to yours so far because I also got those three forwards. Yeah. Um. All right. So on defense, I think these are where – this is where our uh, defense gets a little different. But start off with the same one. We got the same Ryan Murray, three assists and six games played. Uh, great for him, you know, great, great for the Devils. But where it gets a little different is I got Gustav Forsling, one goal, three assists in a couple games played for him. And, yeah, I mean, he's really getting that offense going. And in goal, I have Martin Jones. He went 4-0. Some solid stats, not going to blow you away, but he did get a shutout in one of his games. And really for a goalie, what you go off of as your main stat is wins and losses. And for Martin Jones, he went 4-0, and that's all you can do. Yeah, and – I also had Ryan Murray up there, but for the other defensemen, I'm going to take Mackenzie Weger. He's been having a great week defensively. He's been shutting down on place. He's been really helping the Florida Panthers be as good as they could be in that six-game win streak. And he has, um, I think, a total of two goals, two assists in four games on the offensive side. 
And then in goal, I, I decided to take Yusei Soros, who has two wins. Yes, he has less wins, but he, he only has five goals allowed in, I think, four games and 101 saves and plus a shutout. Doesn't really get better than a shutout for a goalie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's been good. That has been our lineup of the week. Let's move yeah. on to our question of the week. Leo, here's my question. Taylor Hall. He's been a little shaky in Buffalo, and by a little shaky, shaky, I mean extremely shaky. Buffalo is looking to see if they could trade him. Where do you think he'll go? Um, or, or you could say, where do you think he won't go? Because I'm going, he's staying in Buffalo. Um, they're not uh, – look, right now they're asking for a first-round pick. They're not getting a first-round pick for a guy who's playing horribly on an expiring contract. Like, yeah, no shot. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, like. Taylor Hall, great player, not great in Buffalo. Honestly, if he gets traded like literally anywhere else, I think he can play really well. The issue is Buffalo's asking too much and their ownership's kind of stubborn and they make bad trades. And right here, I think they're gonna make a bad no trade because it's not like he's resigning at the end of this at the end of the year. Really, honestly, if you can get anything for him, that'd be great. Uh right now, I'd say the price probably a second round pick and probably some later round picks, and maybe, maybe like a decent prospect, but Right now, Taylor Hall just playing horribly. And if they're asking for a first-round pick, I highly, highly doubt any team's going to give it to him. Yeah. Personally, I think he's been playing terribly this season. He has two goals, 17 assists, 19 points. But even though for Buffalo, this the plus-minus stat is good for Buffalo with negative 21. But it's still not great. It's not even yet. But I think Buffalo doesn't want to keep him considering how bad he's playing there. And I don't think he's going to get any better. But I think he's going to maybe drop down for a second round pick at a prospect. And maybe they won't trade him. But if they do, maybe if he plays at um, a Twigs on the Rocks lineup of the week level, then maybe he'll have a chance to be traded. And I think he would rather go to a contender like Boston, the Islanders, Florida, and Minnesota could all be good fits considering they need that left wing position. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with you. I mean, if any team will trade for him, it'll definitely be the teams you just mentioned, right? Boston, New York, Philly, Minnesota, all contenders, all could use a solid left winger. And if he's not in Buffalo, like all this season, he, he's a former Hart Trophy winner. He won the Hart in Buffalo. Or sorry, 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 not in Buffalo, in New Jersey. Um, And maybe it's just bu- the Buffalo effect, right? Because O'Reilly was not very good in Buffalo. And the trader is pretty good, but he wasn't like playoff blues O'Reilly. And then he played phenomenally, right? So, Maybe honestly, I think it's the city of Buffalo, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't think he'll go anywhere, but yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Abe Lovich. This is Leo Blonder. We are Twigs on the Rocks and have a great night.